hello everyone it's dead you're really romantic and i have here with me hi guys this is coffee i know that i've been mia <laughs> for a very long time oh, but no no but i'm back now for real for real so okay she's back now and we pray she doesn't leave anytime soon so today we'll be talking about potakots and when you hear that that phrase but how could like it stays a lot of thoughts in your head and you're like wow wow so people want to finally talk about this city so basically we wouldn't be talking about the things you feel we should be talking about about the city although we're just going to highlight them but we'll be taking you on a different journey something educating and still entertaining too because we'll be both sharing experiences of life in the city nightlife day life and all of that work and all of those stuff so before we go ahead i'd just like to like give a little bit of background history and all of that so but that court was founded in 1912 and the city wasn't named until 1913 and it was named after the secretary to the british colonies one Mr. Lewis Vernon Harcourt. So like there's gist spreading around the word on the streets. I didn't say word on the streets there's like ah this guy was a pedophile and all of that stuff. And a lot of persons are clamoring for the change of name of the state. So like why would you name the capital of a city after someone with such attributes? But funny enough, like the LGBTQ movement is pushing for pedophiles and all of that, so I I don't think it's going to be much of a problem after now, because like love knows love knows no age, no gender and race. So, but moving forward, why was Pathakot established? Basically, because they found coal in Enugu, and coal was founded by a geologist named Albert Ernest Kitson in Enugu in 1909 and we were like ah how do we ship this thing to British so it's just practically sucking us sucking us sucking us and they don't like ah let's build somewhere close to the rivers and that was how they started building Potakot and Potakot was named in 1913 it was named Potakot in 1913 and then the major dwellers of the city were the Quere and your Quaker people. So the Quaker people lived in my part of Potakot where I stay, which is called Borokere. And the Quaker people were in the Diop area and all of that stuff. So it's not just just I'm giving you. Go to Google and you find out too. So don't feel like I'm just trying to hype your Quaker people or something. But actually, they've been there like since time being memorial. So coffee. What do you have to say about this history of Potakot and what do you think about Potakot? Okay, so I have a lot of things to say. <laughs> but, okay, I have a lot of things to say. But I'm just going to give you a small gist. Okay. Because we don't have all the time in the world. So I moved, I, I moved to Potakot like last year, October. October last year. So you've not, you've not, you've not been up to a year. No, now, but I have things to say. Okay, no problem. <laughs> no so problem. before, before I moved here, the stories I heard, man, I'm like, am I sure I really want to make yeah. this move? Because everybody's like, crime rate is very high 
it's like in fact it was like everybody in the city walk around with guns that wow. was how like that, that was, was like how yes that was the thoughts i'm like ah, am i sure because and, and, and that's very that's very funny because like being a Potakot person and you move out of Potakot to somewhere else or you just visit somewhere else. Yeah. Everybody thinks like everybody in Potakot owns a gun yes, in their house. Yes, yes. Like, that's like, that's the thing. And then when I, I finally decided, I finally chopped the liver, I said, let me just come. Oh. I came here. Liver eaters. And it was like, I have to hold my bag so tight when I'm like going out or in fact, I need to go out alone. I wow. must find somebody to come with me because I was just feeling like ah, I don't know this place so and it's like everybody walking behind me or towards me wants to harm me. That was my 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 feeling. <laughs> so... Funny enough, I've I've been staying in your city for forever, and I still have that feel. I don't know. Probably I just feel insecure around people you don't know. Not really people I don't like. I just feel everyone is a threat to me because like I don't know. People look at me very funny. And it's it's causing like some form of alarm in me. Like, why would you always people always stare? And it's very funny. Only when you want to do something evil to somebody, you just stare at the person like yeah. in some type of way. Now like, the the people in this portal cause they stare. It's like they forget that staring is rude. And then when they're staring at you, you just feel like ah, is this person going to stab me or is this person trying to rob me or something? So let me now tell you something that burst my head. I think the first few weeks I was in Portacot. So I was going somewhere, I think somewhere around NCA Road. Okay. Yeah. I had an interview there. So as I was going, I got to location, came down from the Keke, crossed over to the other side where I was going to take a taxi. And as I just crossed the road, I saw something on the ground that was, they used like a table, a wooden table, okay. and then some clothes like that. They just used to cover, cover the place. I didn't even think anything of it. Till I was passing, I was like few meters away from that site, and I saw that it was a dead cord. See, I wanted to, I wanted to die. It was a dead woman that was just laying down there on the ground, blood coming out of her eyes her nose and I think her ears so, so I was, I was just, just the head of the woman not the head like the whole body okay. the whole they just used the wooden table to cover and I'm like what like I was so shocked and everybody was just going about their normal business like it was nothing so being a social media enthusiast now and all of that I tweeted it so I'm like how will a dead person just be lying on the road and nobody's doing anything about this. Guess what, the comments what? I was guessing. What? People were saying, ah, welcome to Portacourt. It's like, ah, you're even lucky. No, We've no, seen no, 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 like, but like, in many parts of Nigeria, like, you definitely see a body on the floor and I don't think anybody's going to like try to go and rescue the body because like... No, from the north, like, I've been in the north like all my life and I can tell you that so if if we see if we wake up in the morning and we see a dead body on the road people go and try to like start finding who has the body no no i'm trying to tell you that i've never seen no i've never seen that kind of scene in my life in my life like a dead boy just laying down on like 
I was traumatized. <laughs> I'm not even joking, fam. Okay, I, okay, okay. I get, I get. It. So continue your story, continue your story. And do you know the funny part? That body was there for like two more days. Wow. Before, like, the bodily fluids were already coming out of it. See, one morning I, I went towards that side and it wasn't there. I'm like, wow. So, like, the comments I was getting on on Twitter, somebody was like, ah, that one, that small thing that you can just be walking and see a dead baby just laying down the road in a bag you can just see dead bodies so like i'm like okay if that is how it is then i guess i have to get used to it so i i think two weeks ago i was going to my one and there was this body just laying on the road and i saw it and i just shrugged like okay it's normal I like I like the fact that you're very conscious and instead a certain type of feeling in you when you saw that body. Mogwing online to tweet about it was like I don't know, but personally for me I feel that's not the way we should go about certain stuff. It's like in every part of the world bad things happen and we're trying to like sell our stories, tell our stories yeah, by ourselves. Like, so like the, tweeting, our, the tweeting about it was not uh was not in a way to maybe paint Potakos bad. It was like calling on authorities to get it out of there. Like people don't need to wake up to that kind of thing. But the funny part is, this is from the perspective you're saying you were tweeting. But a lot of persons wouldn't see you from that aspect. Uh, so, I remember one guy said, "Ah, you better take this tweet down because the police will will soon start investigating and you'll be a suspect." And I'm like, eh. <laughs> But I didn't take it down anyway, so... Okay, okay. So, moving on. Portacos, Portacos, Portacos. So, anyone who hears about Portacos, the first thing that comes to your mind is bole and fish. Hmm. Let me not burst your head. I've never had bole and fish. Wow. <laughs> wow. I feel like jungling you right now. <laughs> I have never had Why? Bole Why haven't you had Because bole I legit just feel like... It's overrated. But have you been to any of the Bolle Festival events? No, I haven't. And I was I was hoping that I would this year. Till so I saw that Koro had yeah. <laughs> So So Portacot is home to a lot of very mouth watering and tantalizing dishes. Yeah. Native and a little bit of foreign mixed with still native but one thing that really stands out for Taco people is bole and fish. I'm not really a hyped fan about it, although bole is nice. But like the way people hold on to it, like with all their life, bole and fish. I'm not really hyped about it. But like over three, four months, I've not had bole and fish. Like sometimes, if a year could go by and I wouldn't have it, because like it's not something I just have in my mind. Oh, today I'm going to eat bole and fish. No. But bolean fish is one of the significant dishes of the city. Yeah. So one thing that's also making strides right now in Portaco City is Onunu. But Onunu is more of the Okrikas, the calabaris and the bunnies. They are local Twisted dish. Onunu. But people are trying to infuse it now into Portaco City and yeah. I, with time they would have an Onunu festival but <laughs> till then. No, I I've tasted Onunu but I didn't quite like I was just indifferent. Right. I didn't like it and I didn't hate it. Yes. 
it was the same like the first time I tasted this uh, is it is it fisherman soup? This one that comes with these uh, periwinkles that you have to suck and all of that. The first time I saw it, I'm like, what is this? <laughs> and then when uh, somebody showed me how to eat it, and I was like, guy, you can't eat this outside though because you just be sucking on this thing, and it's like. <laughs> I didn't like it, but after after some time, I started craving it. Like yeah. I added oh, it to the sucked. list of my cravings. Yes, because there's this like bitter aftertaste. Yes. Well, okay. <laughs> I don't like bread wrinkles, not at all. In my oh house, my I'm eating something that they make with periwinkles. I just live with periwinkles, and my sister or my mom will be like, "Bring your plate, bring your plate, bring your plate." I don't like it because like. I feel it's stressful. The energy I used to eat, and I'm not used to suck. Why stress me? Why can't you just? So there's this word they use, poku, and I'm like, I'm What's still that? Tra- I'm still trying to understand like what language is that, but so they call it poku. So like, it's the process of bringing out the seafood from the insam shell. Okay, insam. Yeah. Insam. So it's, it's, you know, it's called insam. Well. It's called insam, but insam. I think, yeah. Yeah, did you know when I first came, I was saying it's because So like the process of bringing it, bringing out the periwinkle from its shell, yeah, is called poku. But for real? locally, it's called insam. So that's 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 for that. And what else about potakos? The nightlife in potakos. So you can't be a potakos boy and. You've not been to Casablanca before. Hmm. What are you potacotting? What are you potacotting like? And you know the funny the, the, I wouldn't say it's funny, but one of the good things about potacot is the nightlife is situated in one area. So it's more like a circle, you're just going around. So you could just check from Casablanca to Playhouse, to from Playhouse Villa. To, to everywhere, to to Orange Room. To Lamborghini, so like it's just one, one circle, practically a circle. It's not going to take you like 30 minutes to go around all the clubs in Portacot. So, um, last December, that's December last year, was like the first Christmas I was spending in Portacot. Wow, and I'm not going to lie, it's like it will forever remain one of the best Christmases I've had so, in my life, so. <laughs> in my life, because. The nightlife is crazy. The nightlife, like the parties. I was going, like, I was going for parties, like, from like back to back to back, like no rests. And it was really, really nice. That's really that's, nice. That's, that's cool, but Christmas for me is going to my village. Don't, don't give me that look. Don't give me that no. look. <laughs> no, I'm. Do you know what I see? Do you know anyone from Bonnie? Uh, no. That's the problem. I only know someone from Abonema. You see, that's the problem. I'm an island boy. Hmm, sorry, yo. No vex. Where I come from <laughs> is not necessarily a village. Like I said, my village. Yeah. It's an island and it's close to the North Atlantic. So... I saw... I saw... Because I like to travel and I like to see places. So I was going through this book they made about river states and everything. The food, the culture, the people and whatnot. And I saw Bunny Island. And then I'm telling my friend, like, ah, let's go for like a, a retreat now or a vacation, sort oh. of. 
Yeah. But then what I'll be hearing, no, what I'll be hearing is that uh, Bonnie is very rough. Oh. Rough like in what sense? Like? Rough like the same way they'll say Potaka is very dangerous. No. I nah nah. That's nah. because you're from there. It's not because I'm from there. I have people who have been to Bonnie who are not from Bonnie. They don't have any affiliation with the place. Like there's a friend, a friend of my elder brother. Who isn't from Bonnie? But the first year he went to Bonnie. After that year, subsequently, he gets to Bonnie before us every Christmas. Wow. So the thing is, Bonnie, like, I'm not trying to brag, but we are the most warm, welcoming people in River State. So enough of my island, but basically for me, Xmas is going to my village just like, it's second to nothing. And I don't think. Christmas anywhere in the world for me will beat the experience I get in my village because from the cultural display and all of that I don't think I'll get it anywhere. Every other place the only thing you go for is parties, concerts, parties, yeah. concerts. But there's this communal feel and there's this nostalgic experience you get whenever you come to Bonnie during Christmas. Mm. So that's what really sells out for me. I think I should put Bonnie on my bucket list of places I want to go to because... No, don't worry, this Xmas. You will carry me. If your boyfriend will let me, yes. <laughs> okay. Like, the way we're going, I, I legit feel we should have maybe another episode of this Potakot talk because I'm enjoying it. I like it. Okay, okay. So I, I think we'll have, have more to that, say. Yeah, we'll have that. So now going to the political scene of Potakot, like, ah, Potakot people are just funny with politics, eh? I don't throw shades about my query brothers. I don't just understand <laughs> what they saw, but Bolly was so. Ah, they like tax force, eh? <laughs> Joy, see, an query man would rather take a tax force appointment. Than now working at your company. <laughs> for well, well, I I can't even say that I'm throwing shade at anybody because I don't really know much about the tribes here. But from what I've heard since I came to Portugal, that Ikwere people are just one kind, one kind. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not saying I I don't I don't like. But but like funny enough, like they are the ruling ethnic group in River State in okay. terms of politics. Like you could see like the governor of the state is from Ikwere. The former governor of the state is from Ikwere. A lot of persons in really top-notch positions in the state are Ikwere people. So in respect of the fact that, I don't know, they just have a way to do their things. They just have a way to do their things. Ikwere Mekao! Yali. I don't know what that means. <laughs> so like it's more like a chance means. to like heal the query Okay, folks like give them morale, yeah, that kind of thing. Vibe, all those kind of, so like <laughs> Yeah, they are very I give it to them, they're very dogged. Like the particular experience of their doggedness was when our Superman governor went to rescue the NDC. Oh, that's that whole drama. Ah, I was like, wow, the governor. And when I posted a video of it on my status on WhatsApp, a lot of people were like, is the governor there? Is the governor there? And I'm like, wow. So you couldn't even notice your own governor. I was like, that guy with the blue cap and the blue shirt that was standing close to the door of the car. Do you know, like, seriously, the governor? And 
it goes a very long way to explain how very humble and down to earth he is as a person because a lot of persons being the governor would not come out they would just send their aides and all of that yeah he took it as a matter of urgency and he came out so he goes a long way to tell you that ah if you're in trouble and you reach out to the governor the governor would personally come to your aid in fact somebody said whenever you see the governor with that denim shirt just know that you should he's make way for him because he's out for movement <laughs> for action the zero zero one on so reverse it's like but no i i should commend yeah, that I, act. yeah that was like when i said i was like wow this goes a long way to say like this guy is out for his people and yeah. he's going to do anything for his people just to keep them protected and protect their best interests too so twally twally baba twally <laughs> i would I, i'd like us to talk about the slangs in port harcourt city i'd like us to talk about the slangs but i feel we should have like you said a second episode yes. of port harcourt city so on the second episode, we'll just, just try to highlight a couple of things we'll be talking about. So, basically, we'll talk about slangs, a little bit of the do's and the don'ts in Portacot City. And more experiences. Yeah, more <laughs> because experiences. Because I know that there's a lot to come. Ah, more, more, yeah. Really, experiences. And we'll not talk about the institutions, the special institutions and what they're known for in Portacot. So, at this point, I'd just like to say keep listening, subscribe and do well to drop your comments. So the comments are audio comments, so like they're more like voice messages, so don't try to type because nothing's going to work if you try to type something. So I'm signing out, I remain your very soft like bread like See market square, <laughs> like market square bread, your soft radio romantic Ted all right guys thank you so much for your time thank you for listening uh i hope you look forward to our next episode of experiences in portacot and all of that so this is me saying goodbye till next time i remain the one and only coffee so in a portacot <laughs> boys language at the ball we go see okay okay another day we go sign time <laughs> So bye. All right.